I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Your one word to describe your 2020. 0876797104. Got relaxing, confused, crap, thrilling. Christmassy Uh, 2020 is non-existent 2020 never happened my apologies who sent that in Emma my apologies I didn't want to it's probably a good do you know what maybe what about this Emma though maybe in January 2021 we can just do January 2020 and just start it again yeah I think that's a great idea I don't think we should pretend this year happened at all if we just block it out just redo it and take yeah, it out of the history it. books. It was like, how's 2020? It was fine. Nothing happened. There was no lockdown. We had a good Paddy's Day. Everything was lovely. It'd be nice not to age either. If we could just stay the same age for another year, that'd be lovely. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, tons of your texts. We'll get back to those in just a moment. Liam, probably one of the best ones in. Omni Shambles. Wow. Now, that's a word and a half. Yeah. It's a good word. Omni shambles. Very, very cool. Uh, so listen, send them into us. How would you describe your 2020? How has it been so far? Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one oh four. Now it is time for This part of the show we test your ability at being able to spot when someone is lying to you. Just via their voice and their stories here on the show, we bring on a guest. They tell you three things about themselves. One of those things is not true. One of those things was made up. And joining us this evening, I hope to God they're on the line, by the way. We're doing this over Skype. We had to route through seven million different things. So who knows if this person is even on the line. Fingers crossed they are. So everyone just take a deep breath, have a quick pray. And joining us from the hit phenomenon, culturally iconic series that was Normal People. He played Rob in the series, Aina Hardwick. Aina, are you there? I'm there. I'm here. Like you. Yay! Hi, Aina. Yay. How you doing, guys? We're doing good. How are you? And where are you in the world of Ireland? I'm out west on my holidays. Um, yeah, so I'm uh, with my family in Kerry at the moment. Um, and it's gorgeous. Um, Aina, would you like to tell everyone the awkward kind of selfie photo that you sent me on Skype? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> the will see now how good a liar I am. Uh, that's never happened before. I've never <laughs> done an awkward selfie picture. So uh, Aina was sending me nudes before this, and I was like, listen, Aina, we'll just hang on, we'll do the radio thing first, and then we'll take it from there, all right? We haven't even met yet, but I thought, look, this is I know, I know. Um, We were doing a test, <laughs> and um, I haven't used the Skype app in one phone, and I think I answered this video. 
and I was just I was the lonely mug there talking on video, and you guys, no video at all, making me no. look like an idiot. And then <laughs> I think I sent it for the picture. I just saw it there, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Cormac sent it to me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We'll broadcast it all over the place. No, but uh, listen, Eddie, we appreciate you you popping on and uh, um, join us this evening now for Poker Face. But um, must have been obviously some some buzz getting to work on normal people. Oh, it was, yeah, it was brilliant. It was like um, I was just talking to him a bit earlier today. It was it was nice when it, you know it was nice coming out during the last few months as well. It was something to look forward to, and uh, it was just a great summer. It was kind of. Uh, spread over kind of June to September last year and uh, making it with a load of mates and a load of just amazing people behind the show. Um, so it really, yeah, it was just, we had such a ball doing it. Did you ever think it was going to be as successful as it was? Um, I knew, I, I think I knew it was going to be really good just because people who were doing it and getting to watch it and stuff and getting to be on set. Um, but... I didn't know it was going to be such a personal one for people and people were really going to find it. Because I think like you can have something that's a great piece of TV that doesn't do that for people. But uh, yeah. I didn't realize just how much it hit home and people were going to... I suppose it was just like with the book, they were going to kind of empathize with it so much. And I suppose I didn't see the international um, success in it. Um, I just... I knew it was coming out in the States and I just... Uh, I think back that now in... The US and all over the world, they know what Gaelic football is and the CAO and the devs and all that. And that's kind of cool. yeah. yeah, it's mad. And you know, Gucci are bringing out their own little gas shorts and everything. It's it's that's such a stamp on the world in such a short period of time. I, I'd be interested to see if they catch on there because <laughs> you know, say one for O'Neill's here now. I think it's got to be the classic O'Neill's gas shorts, but oh, we'll see. Brilliant, though, absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you, thanks, man. Yeah, no, great job. I was like, I was, uh, I was late to the normal people party, and you know, you get to that point where you kind of get annoyed with everyone telling you, "Oh, you have to watch it; it's unreal." And then lockdown came, we started watching, and I was like, "Ah, lads, this is amazing! This is ridiculous!" And you just get so involved in every character, and you get so angry because you're like, "You're such an idiot! What are you doing?" And you got to pull yourself back and go, "Cormac, this is this is okay. This is just a TV show. Deep breaths now. We'll, we'll all be fine. Don't worry about it." But uh, no, listen, it's a phenomenal show, and fair play for. Um, to, for 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 being in it, and it was a uh, it, it helped uh, helped a lot of people over the last while. So listen, if you haven't seen Normal People, what are you doing? Go check it out. A phenomenal production with loads of uh, young Irish talent in it as well. So um, we're grand. If and when the world can get back to filming and recording and producing things, uh, fingers crossed, we'll be seeing uh, more of you, Aina, on the screen. Anyway, but we're here to see how good a liar you are. Which you'd imagine, being an actor, you should be not too bad. Yeah, yeah, you'd, uh, I think I'm reasonable. I think I'm reasonable. Okay. Like, I'm probably, yeah, I think I'm uh, seasoned. Got a bit of lying. Um, so, but I, I, I was nervous, Mike. I, I took, yeah. I really, a bit of time into this, ran it by a few people, and <laughs> I started it again. So, um, you've scripted yeah. it out, you've done the first draft, you've rewritten it, you'd have had a read through, and now you're like, okay, I yeah. think we can deliver this properly now. Because, you know, it's different doing a, a, a recorded TV show on live radio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, uh, I, so, I, I, I hope this is radio proof now, you know. I, I'm <laughs> yeah, I, I right. really delved in deep here. <laughs> Good. I like delving in deep. Right. So, what's the first story that you have for us? Okay, so we're winning the clock. Back about 14 years now. Um, 
and I was a small child and I earned the nickname Moses uh, because around my estate um, there was a set of dogs, I don't know, like two or three of them, that would, for a couple of weeks anyway, follow me wherever I went and I I genuinely believe, like really believe that I could talk to dogs for that summer. Um, and like, I, like I say, people call me Moses. It was probably like it was probably the five people, but uh, it was definitely a nickname for like, yeah, maybe three months. Oh, I like Moses, that. Moses, I like that too. Yeah, I mean, get, there are go. some dogs that are just drawn to per- certain people, and other dogs that hate people. And I, they often say, if a dog doesn't like somebody, you should be wary. Well, and this anus, must be. Uh, Indicator about me, isn't it? Because three yeah, followed me. Um, I had them all, and it was just that one year. But I kind of, I would kind of coax them out a bit. So, like, I would like see them in the driveways and stuff, and be playing with them. And then I had like full on, full on gang for a few weeks. Next, you're going to say, and then you started scribing into a stone slab when God started talking to you, and then just decided to <laughs> part the sea down there, and it just got out of control. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> right, so story number one: Aina had a nickname called Moses uh, when he was uh, a, a lot younger for a couple of months because he had an army of dogs following him around for quite a quite a while. If you don't think that one is true, if you think that's the fake story this evening, you can drop us in a WhatsApp one to zero eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. What's the second thing you have for us? So um, I got to do a spin. I got to do a bit of a rally in you know Pat Mustard from Father Ted in his milk float when no. I was when I'd say ten. Oh wow. I really yeah. hope this is true. I did a couple of laps in the milk float. It was obviously a few years after it had been used, but it worked perfectly. Um and it had all the it had all the signs and everything and yeah. That was uh, a big moment for me. That would be a big moment for any Irish person, I think, ever. I didn't even think that was possible. Wow. Okay, that's the second story, getting a ride in Pat Mustard's milk float back in the day. Uh, third and final story you have for us this evening? This was um, probably a couple of years after both those. Um, pretty, yeah. And for a while, my friends convinced me, or persuaded me, that there was a poltergeist in my house because for uh, a couple of months, my TV would turn on and off, would, the volume would go up and down, and random channels would go on, like those really religious channels. Yeah. Um, kind of ties into the old Moses thing. Uh, these random religious <laughs> channels would come up and they'd be like shouting and crazy stuff going on. And um, I, I was convinced there was some kind of ghost haunting my TV. Well, you would, obviously, if that was happening. Now, did you find out whether or not that someone was just taking the piss? It was a very carefully planned operation, and my friends had the remote out the window and were doing this, like putting in putting in the legwork, doing this for weeks. All right, well, um, don't, mention, don't mention anything as of yet, uh, and don't give away too much information, or you might, you might give away what's going on this evening, but... Okay, just to recap quickly, Aina, the first thing is that you were called, you had a nickname as a kid called Moses because you were talking to dogs and bringing an army of animals around with you everywhere you went. The second story is you were a child about 10 years of age. You got 
an exclusive ride on Pat Mustard's old milk float. And the last one is you are convinced, can fully convinced that there was a poltergeist living in your house. Okay. Rightio, don't mention anything more as of yet. You can just hang on the line there for a few moments. If you're listening and you think you know which one Aina is lying about, is it the first, second, or third story? Drop us in a WhatsApp. One story number one, story number two, story number three to oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Which story is not true? Is it the Moses story? Is it the milk float story? Or is it the poltergeist story? Which one do you think is just you're hearing it and whatever it is? Maybe it's his voice, maybe it's the delivery, maybe it's the story itself. Which one is just not sitting well with you this evening? Which one do you think he made up today? Uh, 0876797104, let us know. Saoirse, any leanings towards either of those three? I think, I personally think it is number one. Now, Fionn and Jenny have messaged me in personally to say it has to be number three. But I think it's number one. I think that's the lie. <clears throat> okay. Um, 0876797104. Jacinta saying three. Alan saying two. Daryl saying two. Uh, what do you think? Let us know. One, two, or three. Did he have a nickname as Moses as a kid? Did he have a ride on the, the Pat Mustard infamous milk float? And did he, uh, sorry, b- believe there was a poltergeist? Or should I say, was he convinced by his mates that there was a poltergeist living in his house back in the day? Uh, Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one four. Aina, you all right to hang on the line for a couple of minutes? I'm here, absolutely. Grand job. Hang on there. Get your WhatsApp messages into us. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one four. FM one hundred four is Room one hundred four podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Um, it's where you have to try and figure out which story our guest is lying to you about this evening. The one of three. So we have on this evening from normal people. Uh, Aina, he plays Rob in the show. Aina, he's still with us. I'm with you. Oh, nice good. Done. Good, 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 good. So, um, can you give a, just a brief recap of the three stories that you had for us? Yes, so uh, story one was that when I was uh, eight or nine, I was, uh, I got the nickname Moses for a couple of weeks because when, uh, when I was going around my park, this kind of group of dogs, like three or four of them, would start following me around because I kind of started playing with them. And, um, yeah, a couple of people started calling me Moses. And they genuinely did, like, just follow me everywhere whenever I left the door. Um, And I believed I could talk to them. And story two is that a couple of years after that, I was, uh, I got to get a, I got to get a trip in Pat Mustard's um, milk float, the one that that, uh, Dougal almost crashes with the, the bomb underneath in Father's Head. And... Story three is that um, a few years ago, I was convinced that a poltergeist had taken over my uh, TV because it would turn on at random times. Um, the volume would go like right up to the top and weird channels like like would be kind of thrown on at all hours uh, when I was at home alone. Um, and I quickly discovered it was a ruse. But uh, yeah, they are my three stories. And the funny thing is about the poltergeist situation is it wasn't a movie, the poltergeist, all centered around a TV as well. I think, was that a Stephen King movie or book? But I think it was centered around a young girl talking to a TV for a while. So I can see why that could be convincing after a while. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of like, I I felt like I had heard, you know, not the poltergeist story, but that it happened before, you know, that 
the phantom TVs and stuff communicating yeah, to you. Yeah, that's so how you, I that's was, the dead yeah. and the ghosts talk to you, yeah. Oh. Very scary. Oh. I still think number one is the lie, though. I'm still going to stick with that one. Okay. Um, let us know which one you think Aina is lying about this evening. Two of these stories are true, by the way. One, he made up. So if you think you know which one it is, uh, story one, two, or three, quick update as well. She's home. She's home. Just make sure that everyone knows she has returned to the building. Anyway, we'll get back to that in a few moments' time. Uh, what are people saying on our WhatsApp? Uh, Daryl, good evening. You think it is number two. Uh, a lot of people saying number two um, is Dennis, good evening. Number two as well. Jacinta thinks it's story number three. Alan is, thinks it's story number two. Um, 0876797104. Saoirse, you have said which one? I'm going to stick with number one is the lie. Mm, you think Moses is the lie, and you, t- you think uh, think two and three are true. Uh, okay, kind of going against the grain here. Most people saying story two or three. I haven't got a WhatsApp in, but anyone saying story number one as of yet. Listen, let us know what you think. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Aina is lying to you about what? The first, second, or third story? I'm going to. Um, I'm going to go with Alan on this one for kind of. I'm just hedging my bets here because Alan's after messaging in a reason why he thinks story number two is is not true. And I'm not going to read it out because I don't want to give anything away, but he might be onto something. So I'm going to say that story number true, story number true, story number two is not true. Um, Seriously, you're sticking with one? Yeah. Okay, so we have one, two or three. Right, Aina, before you uh, reveal which one of the stories is in fact, before you reveal which one of the stories is in fact um, a lie, yeah. Okay, can you tell us one of the two stories that's true? Just tell us one of the stories that is 100% true. I definitely thought that my TV was haunted uh, by a poltergeist. <gasps> and it was, in fact, my friends playing a trick on me. Oh, that's wow. a great trick. Now, did they have, did someone, was someone in your, did someone have like a cloned remote or a similar remote and was, or had one of those watches where they were changing the channel through the TV and stuff or through the window? Um, it, it was, yeah, it was the remote. Um, he, re, I think by accident, had, had took it down in his pocket one night um, when he was coming down to my house and realized that they work for, you know, if you have the same yeah. box, they, they work for every one of them. Um, and then, I kind of had a suspicion it would be them because they would do stuff like that. Um, but they were just really, really good at hiding it. Whenever I went outside to check, there was no one there. But like, I, it was winter as well. It must have been freezing. And they were outside my window. <laughs> doing this, like, the dedication is phenomenal. Yeah, it was worth it. They were out camping for four days really straight, committed. making like, sure this yeah. happened. Oh, God. So when, when did they finally reveal to you that the poltergeist was in fact one of the lads messing with the remote? I'm not sure. It was a couple of weeks anyway, and it was only after I was like, guys, I'm really, really freaked out by this. Um, and think, like, they could see the distress. And I'll never forget the moment they told me. Um, it was like, I I just kind of went quiet, walked away from them, <laughs> as if to say, I'm so disappointed. Uh, I can't even look at It's like, you're not even <laughs> mad, you're disappointed. You know, we thought we raised just... you friends better. My God. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a brilliant story, though. Love oh, it. I like that. I, I, yeah, because I, I remember uh, when I was in, in school before, those watches came out that were, it was a Casio watch. I can't remember which watch it was, but it had a remote control on it. You can program it for different TVs, and there was always one kid in your class who had it. And any time the teacher came in for a video day, they just kept turning the TV off. 
I'm not saying anything and the teacher would be losing their mind calling in help going what's going on I don't know the TV's broken I kept turning it off and stuff and then going around you'd go around people's houses and in the front window and start turning stuff off it was grey crack but that's taken it up a notch your mates have literally um, they've gone like honours applied level of uh, of pranking you there with that one that's brilliant so that is true so that leaves uh, story number one story number two which one of those is fake so the first story is being called and Moses, when you were a kid, because you were talking to the dogs, and the second story is Pat Mustard's, uh, Pat Mustard's milk float that you got to ride around on, right, back in the day. So which one of those, quickly, last couple of minutes to, to text in before we reveal the answer. Is it the first story about him being called Moses as a kid or the second one uh, about getting a ride on the infamous milk float from Pat Mustard's one and father, Ted? 87 uh, Myself and Saoirse are still in the game. Saoirse has picked number one. I'm picked, I've picked uh, number two. Just got another couple of messages in there. Two is a lie. Uh, Jacinta, unfortunately, got that one wrong. Keith, what's the story, Howard? Things he has said it's story number one. So Keith is going with you, Saoirse. So yes. it's all down to this. It's getting very, very tense. It's getting very, very serious. So here we might as well... Oh, we might as well up the ante here now. And uh, Anam, can you put us all out of our misery? Reveal this evening which story is not true. Which story did you in fact make up? I have never been called Moses, as far <gasps> as I know. And yes. Oh, this is amazing. I'm always wrong when it comes to this game, but today I'm right. And you know what? When I was actually thinking it's got to be the story number one is a fake story, then I started doubting myself because I thought there was a few cracks then in story number two. Thought you hesitated a little bit, but then I thought, well, you are a fantastic actor, so, you know, maybe it was all part of the plan. Thank you. Damn it, damn it, damn it. I shouldn't feel too bad, you know, we were getting some kind of, yeah, we're getting actors on here from normal people to do this and they've clearly blown us away. The reason I went with Alan, right, Alan texts in saying that uh, in Father Ted, the milk float actually blew up. That Dougal jumped off it and they, they put the brick or something on the pedal and it drove off somewhere and it blew up. So that's why he said, yeah. you couldn't have done that because it blew up. But now, wow, we're all wrong. Unless I've been lied to, but no, yeah, they, they must have had second milk <laughs> They had, they had yeah. uh, are you sure, uh, Amy, it wasn't just you weren't being put to work at 10 years of age going, it's a fun ride on a milk float like Father Ted. But no, seriously, get to work. We're up at 4 a.m. and you're going to be delivering milk with me now for the uh, rest of the afternoon or the rest of the morning. Oh, very good yeah, it'd be very good. So congratulations, Saoirse, and everyone else. Keith, who messaged in number one as well. Very few people, very few. You did, Amy, you did the rare thing of opening with the lie. Not very many people do that. I'd put a bit of thought into that and then I'll hold my hands up. It just completely came out that way. <laughs> because, you know what? It was flawless. I <laughs> uh, cheers. Yeah, that oh, was a good lie. That, that was now. a nice creative lie. I like that. Yeah, what was it? Good indeed. Well, listen, Aina, we appreciate you coming on. We know you're down on holidays in Kerry with the family that we're, um, I don't know if you're enjoying this break from them or not, but uh, anything you want to mention or can you mention anything, any shows or productions that you're working on at the moment? Um, so, well, I was I was working on something uh, when the lockdown came in in March uh, in La Hinch. I was filming um, Smother, a TV show for RTE. So um, we'll be back finishing that in the autumn, which is great news. So, um, yeah, something to look forward to when, uh, when I get back to work. 
Aina, I don't right. want to dash your hopes, but no one has a clue what's going to happen in the autumn. So listen, f- fingers crossed, but who knows? The world could be perpetually on fire by then. But listen, Aina, what's your Instagram yeah. if people want to follow you and see all the kind of projects and productions that you're involved with at the moment? And it's, go forward? Uh, it's just my name. Yeah, straight through Aina Hardwick. Aina Hardwick. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for popping on this evening and we will chat you again soon. It's been a blast. Thanks, guys. Take Thanks, Aina. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. That's Poker Face. Well done if you got that right. Happy days. Uh, Aina Hardwick, who plays Rob from Normal People. Uh, an absolute gent. On the way next, we're going to be uh, getting Crossy on the line. He was at the celebrations for Jack Charlton today, which took place out in Watkinstown. So that'll be on the way shortly. And also, uh, Elon Musk thinks you'll be hearing music inside your brain and there'll be no need ever for you to have earphones. So it's all on the way next here on it. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Get in touch 087-6797-104. Still to come on the show, we'll be chatting to a professor from the University of Antwerp that has linked your bold pornography consumption with a decline in your performance in the bedroom and what you might be able to do about that. So that is on the way very shortly. And also Control-Alt-Delete, the latest tech stories from all over the world uh, rounded up tonight. Now, this afternoon, uh, here on FM 104 at half 12 and all radio stations around the country marked uh, the passing uh, of Jack Charlton, the Irish manager, the legend that was Jack Charlton, today at half 12. And we were chatting to Brendan and a few of the organisers who were organising a bit of a get-together down the Walkinstown roundabout <clears throat> yesterday. Uh, yes, so today, this afternoon, we were chatting to him yesterday, but he was, uh, it took place this evening. You might have seen some of the videos from... Uh, from that gathering today. Crossy was down there at it. Here's how he got on. As you can hear from behind me, Emma, everybody here in the Walkinstown roundabout are seeing totem under pressure. It is a magnificent scene. There are banners away. Give it a last jack. So many people wearing their green colours everywhere. Oh, I don't know if you can hear it behind me. It is mental. There's cars going by. They're beeping. There's television cameras here. There's photographers here. Uh, oh, for the legend, that is Jack Charlton. We will have all the videos and all the chats on FM 104 News at 1 o'clock today. But yeah, it is mental. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. 
Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. So that was earlier on at the Walking Sound Roundabout. A lot of people showed up to uh, make sure that we gave them a proper send-off. Uh, joining us now is Mr. Thomas Cross. I think if you're back in the studio, you can hear us. Hello, Crossy, are you there? Hear me? Hello. Hey. Oh, oh, there you, you are hello. now. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, you sound so clear and crisp and beautiful. <laughs> I know, it's mad. It's so weird. Yeah, I'm just me here since day one of COVID. It's like the Big Brother house. <laughs> it's uh, so strange. Like, I'm looking into your studios and you aren't there. I'm like, oh, nobody's yeah. here. If you've just tuned in, uh, myself and Saoirse and pretty much m- most people uh, in FM 104 have been working from home. So I'm sitting here in my front room, Saoirse's in her attic and Crossy has uh, had to go in and do a, do a bit of egg over in the studio. So he's the only person in the studio now, but it's all working fine. It is, it is, it is. And you know what? I think at the start of FM 104 and all, all this corona stuff, why were we telling people not to you know, not to go outside or why are we telling people all that muck when we were coming in ourselves? I think we're the (laughs) only radio station in all of Ireland that was fully remote. Fully remote, which is brilliant. Absolutely. It's been fantastic. But yeah, like, look, we weren't doing nothing, like nurses and all that. But anyway, sorry, that was very serious of me there. I was very, like, <laughs> oh, serious, serious, very we'll serious. serious now. Dun, dun, dun. Let's bring the mood down a little bit more <laughs> and we'll just go, okay, now, can you give us some depressing news there, Cross? This no. is morning Ireland. Good night, and good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Let's anyway. talk about happy things. About earlier on, it looked well, yeah, amazing. It did look, it did look fantastic. And I, I, I know a lot of people are giving out about the social distancing. So basically, Jack Charlton, uh, the Walking Sound Roundabout, there was about maybe 300 people there. Um, most most of them wearing masks. Now I was I was working there wearing my mask, and yeah, everyone in good in good form, good spirits. You know, it was emotional as you can hear from my Michal Murhertig voice when I did the did the link back with Emma earlier on. They yeah. played. They just played that song. I was like, it was basically people were there for ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes max, and yeah. um, they all sang the song, put them under pressure. There were lorries, there were buses, there were cars just driving past, beeping. There were, I would say. 50 guards. There were a ton of guards there. So before any of the curtain twitches come out given out, there were guard there were like a ton of guards there. And and in fairness, I was a bit I was a bit wary about it, I won't lie, because you know, you know, we're working, we can't we can't be not can't be sick. Um but yeah, no, it was. It was it was great to see a smile on a few people's faces. Mm. Over something so horrible, which sounds bad. But you know, like people were coming together for the legend that is Jack Charlton. Um, it was mad to see it. I would, I would say it was crazy when it did happen in the early nineties. I would say the walking center. I was talking to a fella afterwards, and I was like, "You were around for when this happened. What was it yeah. like?" And he was explaining to me that the trees weren't there. There were people nearly camping in the middle of the, uh, <laughs> the in the middle of the roundabout. There were cars driving around, and there were lads jumping on the cars. They were that overwhelmed with joy of what was going yeah. on uh, ah. back then, and which was mad to think because I don't think there is a sport here at the minute in Ireland that would bring everyone together. Like the rugby, may so our Irish team now are muck. Uh, sorry <laughs> to say, the Dubs, yeah, like we've won five in a row, fantastic. But I don't think back then when nobody had a pot to piss in and all of a sudden we were winning stuff. We were, you know, some man from England came over here and made know, our day yeah. and made our day and he became our own. And and you know what? Fair play. Hopefully he would have seen that Leeds United are now in the Premier League. Jack Charlton um, would have played you're for Leeds back in the day. You're, you're, you're a dirty Leeds supporter. I, I, so <laughs> stop trying to sneak that in now. Leeds and Liverpool. What the hell has tw- happened to 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Someone at home going, oh my days, it's getting worse. But yeah, um, we did have videos. Uh, I, I have videos. I think I've sent them to you, Cormac. But we're you like, did, you know, yeah. I'm not putting them up. I know uh, 
Virgin Media had a girl down there. People were giving out. Uh, Tony O'Donoghue from RTE was down there. People were giving out. I was like, oh, I okay. just, I was just like, I can't deal with that today. I was like, I've enough, you know, to have. And you know, what? and in fairness, there was a certain amount of social distancing. There was, and I'll give them that. And I have proof on my phone that there was that. We we were chatting last night to one of the organisers who said they were already onto the guards and trying to make sure that everything was done as, as proper as you know as, as respectfully to the rules. And it would have been shut possible, down you know? if it had gotten out of hand. Oh yeah, and in fairness, the guards were fantastic. I was talking to two of them on the side. We're just chatting away, and they were like, "Look, we're doing our best here," and they were, and everyone was doing their best. And in fairness, there was only people there. I think they were there for about fifteen minutes or so because they were just waiting for you know half twelve when FM one hundred and four etc. Played, put them under pressure. They played it as well. And there, do you know what? There was probably more cars of people driving around the roundabout or making sure they got there at a certain yep. time so they could give a beep and then just go off on their day. There's everywhere around that area had their flags out. The bunting were out. I saw people, you know, there where, where I was driving back to FM 104 and they were walking up to the roundabout with their green jerseys on. And it just... It was just, I wish there was no COVID. I wish there was no COVID for something like this to happen. I think they could have filled out maybe Phoenix Park. Which, um, I'm trying to think, which movie was Italia 90? I keep mixing up. Um, ah, bum, bum, bum. It was the van. One it of wasn't the, the sna- it was the van, and without, I was that wasn't the USA 94, that was Italia 90, wasn't it? Was it? Oh, Bimbo's Burgers, Joanna Chacos. That, that one, that was about the... I'm trying to think, was that was Italian 90 or was that USA 94? I can't remember oh, which God, one. Oh, God, if anyone knows, that was, that was out in Kilbarrick. That was show. We only had a fella on this morning on the Strawberry Alarm Clock on Instagram, and he's from Kilbarrick. And I was like, what's the most famous thing about Kilbarrick? I always ask weird questions before they talk to Jim and Mark. It's usually, what's the favourite chipper? Uh, yeah. Where did you, you know, who's the best Just host of knickknack? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, today he was like, ah, oh, the snapper, the van... The commitment's so good, but yeah, I don't know which one it was now actually, because uh, that, that 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 movie kind of encapsulated that era, I think, or at least part of that kind of whole sport phenomenon with with Jack and, and things like that. So uh, Jack and uh, Italian ninety, USA ninety four, uh, they're ingrained in my memory as just being part of Irish history and heritage and culture. Uh, it is kind of obviously sad that he's passed away, but to think that someone had such a huge and obviously not just him, the whole team and that whole era had such a huge impact. On, uh, on our culture and society and, and sport and to just think how sad it is that we'll probably never get back to those heights in the near future ever again. Ever again. <laughs> well, can I tell you Very something? Sad. Well, do you know what? So I was three years of age when when it was uh, Italian 90. Was it, uh, no, USA 90. No, Italian 90. Yeah, I was, <laughs> 1990s, well, whatever. I was three years of age and when they had the homecoming in Dublin, my mum and family came up for the homecoming. The place was crack absolutely jammed everywhere. My mum was, I think my mum was 20 years of age when I was three and someone lost me. And I was in Dublin on my own, lost (laughs) as a three-year-old kid in a buggy (laughs) as I always drink responsibly. But back in the late 80s, early 90s, um, it was a different world and a different time from what I heard. But um, my mum lost me as a kid. You were handed back though. I would the guards went into the guards and there was me in a buggy, three years of age. The whole of Dublin was a sea of green. And I said, the green. Are you woman. sure she lost she lost you now across the wasn't Take him. I'm going back. Good luck. Goodbye. I said it to someone before and they were laughing. They were going, Oh, there's plenty of those stories about, you know, ninety and ninety-four. 
because people lost the run of themselves. And my <laughs> mum lost the run of herself as well. And she's not like that now. I used to call her Janice Battersby when I found out that she was in Carnation Street back in the day. I used to call yeah. her that. I was like, Mom, you lost me. I was three years of age <laughs> <laughs> on the streets of Dublin. Like, what the hell? And she was like, it was a great day and we were all enjoying ourselves. And the place was packed. There was a million people on the streets. And one thing led to another and I couldn't find the buggy. I'm going, Mom. mother a break. Yeah. You probably were having a tantrum and she's like, you know what? Feck this. I'm leaving <laughs> This is a moment in history. It doesn't matter if you don't survive, Crossy. The moment yeah. is happening and just go with it. Just so, um, Yeah, so listen, if you want to uh, have a listen back and just more of the kind of uh, audio from Crossy at Walk and Sound a little bit earlier on Walk and Sound Roundabout, it's up on F104's Twitter and Instagram and all the usual uh, places. But uh, listen, Crossy, before we let you go, um, I don't know if you've been listening earlier on, you probably haven't been, but I've broken another thing in the house this evening, right? I'm just wondering, any ideas what? Now, let me just give you a quick run-through. Trace has just come in in the last 20 minutes, the other half, right? And she always gets really mad that I break things around the house because I'm a bit of a klutz. I break a lot of things around the house. The problem is I can't fix any of it. So things that I've broken in the last couple of months, uh, the radiator cover, glasses, cups, plates, the side drain, the toilet seat, the TV and the Hoover, and something again today has been broken and she's just come in, so we're trying to hear if she figures out what has been broken and then screams, but she hasn't as of yet. But any ideas on what's been broken? So I was going to say it would have been the toilet seat. They're always wonky, aren't they? No matter where you are, but you've already done that. They're always wonky. I just think get rid of them. Sit in a cold... A cold one. <laughs> oh no, you can't sit in the cold one. It hurts your bum. Yeah, yeah good, 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 good workout in your legs. Trying to hoist yourself back up. <laughs> yeah. So I would say it's something breakfast related because if she hasn't noticed it, and it's what eighteen minutes to eleven at the minute, I would say it's something in the a coffee machine. No, no. Oh, no. that's a good guess. No, no. Not the coffee machine or or a press. Something got to do with coffee or tea because I know you do like coffee. Uh, no, it's not that, but it's something you use on a daily basis. And uh, you can't hide this. I've half fixed it to the point where she might notice it, but she might also think that she has broken it as well. An iron. Unfortunately, you don't use an iron use the on the iron. daily. Unfortunately, not. She doesn't. That's why I'm thinking of taking the ring back and going here. Listen, what's going on there? <laughs> can't be going around. Sure, COVID's been great for you. Oh, sure, we can get married some other time. <laughs> So listen, no screams as of yet from anywhere in the house. The the room is upstairs, so if she discovers, it's in the bedroom. So if she discovers what it is... It's in the uh, bedroom and she uses it every day and it's broken. Um, No, I think that's misleading. It's not actually plonked in the bedroom, is it? Mm, No. I don't want to give give too much away, but we're listening out for a scream from her yelling. I'm (laughs) preparing myself to get a clatter across the back of the head, but it hasn't happened as of yet. I'm just I have to stop. Oh I'm God! Um, is like this Crossy? Why don't you write to her and I'll write to her as well and be like, "Does something upstairs broken? Go find it." Oh yeah, because actually, do you know what we're going to do? Actually, sir, before I go, because I have to, I've loads of stuff to do here before tomorrow morning. We were going to prank Cormac next week because I saw where you sit in your house and I was going to prank you. And I went to go through all our policies here today, and they were like, "You're not allowed to go across the city during Corona to just scare somebody who's on air and trying to do a show." So Cormac, count yourself lucky. And oh, do you know what? Yeah. And Trace was all involved in it as well, and we can't do it because we're not allowed because uh, we're, um, you know. You, 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 you've, you're, you're an essential worker. You can go wherever you want. You have a letter. <laughs> I'm trying to stand up for you here. So if she comes into you giving out, you can say, well, myself and Trace I, were chatting. You were bullying, so. bullying me with Crossy, you scumbag. That's what I'll say to her. <laughs> 
get outside. Oh, oh my God, <laughs> that can't happen. It can't happen, yeah. Look, stay indoors right. when you can. Right, right. so you've, uh, you've started that. Don't start something you can't finish, Crossy. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I know. Anyway, it is what? 16 minutes to 11. I'm very tired. So, good night, everybody. Good night, good Crossy. Luck. I will see you later. Good luck. Bye. Cheers. Bye. 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 Right. Uh, oh, you're stunned now. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. We can see you here on Room 104. Another depressing reminder to check your Euro Millions lottery ticket because you might be 49.5 million euro richer. We have again sold the winning ticket here on the island of Ireland. Uh, it doesn't say exactly what part, whether it was uh, here in Dublin or was it somewhere around the country, but someone has won 49, some Irish person has won 49.5 million euro this evening. A couple of people have texted in saying that they got that email from the you know the the lottery to say congratulations you you've won so someone said first time I ever got an email from the lotto I won a prize but their website and app have crashed yeah, usually when the Euro Millions comes in an Irish person has 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 won it everyone's obviously rushing on to check their tickets so Shane unfortunately um hasn't been able to check whether or not he has won or it's just like well done you've won four euro like I wonder if you uh, won the forty nine million would they email that to you or is that kind of no I think don't they ask you to ring the office or something. Yeah, I, I wonder if you win a significant amount of money where it's just emailed like the four euro thing if you've won it or if you check the ticket on your phone with the app. Is it, congratulations, you've won 49.5 million or is it like call this secret number right now and you get through to, you know, a very serious man in a dark room with the red phone and he picks it up and is like, meet me around the corner in 10 minutes. But oh. I'd say so, mm. yeah. I'd love yeah. to know the answer to that. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be an interesting one. Um, be an interesting one to know how, how you find out. Um, but... It'll be a, a nice email to get nonetheless. You've won 49.5 million. So, uh, sorry about that, Shane. Um, but do check your numbers. Or do check your numbers in your ticket. The numbers were 14, 15, 24, 29, 42, lucky stars, or 2 and 4. The total jackpot is 49,564,587 euro. Wouldn't be, nice. wouldn't be a, a bad sum of money Beautiful. at all. But there you go. Um, still to come here on Room 104, we're doing Control-Alt-Delete at 11 o'clock, giving you a round of the latest tech and science stories from all over the world, including one about how Elon Musk is planning to hopefully make earphones obsolete so you listen to the music inside your own head as opposed to using speakers on the outside. On the way next, though, uh, are you watching too much pornography and is it damaging your performance as a man inside the bedroom? We're going to be chatting to one professor from the University of Antwerp who's just released some interesting research that shows a worrying link between the more time you spend being a dirty pervert online and the lower your performance and your ability to perform in the bedroom. That's on the way next. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Saoirse here and if you're having some problems in the bedroom particularly if you're a man under the age of 40 who's experiencing problems that a man the age of 90 should only be experiencing and you're wondering if everything down there is working maybe you've even reached for a few blue tablets thinking that that's the solution to the problem maybe it's not the solution to the problem at all and maybe you're watching too many dirty videos online and you need to get yourself back to the nunnery and back to mass and back to the church but in all seriousness tons of research are coming out uh, and more commonly coming out more regularly coming out showing a link between a man's pornography usage 
And as that goes up, his other thing goes down, especially in the bedroom with a real-life human being. To talk a little bit more about that and some recent research into it from the University of Antwerp, we're delighted to welcome to the show Professor Gunter DeWin. Professor, how are things? Uh, all things is fine in Belgium at the moment. Good, good, good. So what have you been looking into when it comes to porn and a man's performance? Well, the thing is, uh, I work as an adolescent urologist, both in London and in, in Antwerp, and I start to see more young patients who come to my clinic with erectile dysfunction. And actually, erectile dysfunction in young patients, I mean, in 2002, 2005, it was about 5 to 10%, but recent population studies showed that it was about 30% nowadays. And I see it in clinic as well that I see more patients, young patients with erectile dysfunction. So actually, we started a big study about male sex health and that study we are still analyzing but we are checking different things like alcohol drug use fitness shakes and things like that but also porn consumption and what we actually did at the conference was we showed a trend line between porn consumption and erectile function score and that's what we have showed at the conference and then all of a sudden the media took it up and yeah it's big news at the moment now you know the way obviously it's very mainstream right now anyone can access porn at any stage any time of the day mm-hmm. on their iPad anywhere the older man say that might be kind of late 30s or early 40s would have been exposed to this maybe in their late 20s for the first time or their 20s where they had access to a computer or a laptop whereas younger guys could have been maybe seeing this from 10 or 11 so are you noticing yeah. a difference in the age group so we notice a difference in the age group i must say we are still analyzing uh, at the moment but actually uh we see at the moment that there is less porn watching in the younger age group than there is in the older age group and that maybe will be a bit strange to hear that but mm. at the other hand in the older age group there is already more uh, erectile dysfunction thanks to organic problems. In the younger age group, it's probably not related to organic problems, but something else. And usually they reach climaxes much easier and quicker than people in the older age group. So that's probably the reason that these findings are not consistent with what we talked in the beginning. That's really yeah, that is, that is interesting. So um, on average, how much... Um, pornography are men consuming on a weekly basis? I think if you look at population-based studies, more than 90% of people are consuming uh, porn. When we look at our database, uh, and around 5,800 people participated, we calculated the average amount of porn watching for each person, and that was actually based on the frequency of of masturbating. Uh, Every time you masturbate, in 10 times how often you use porn, and the average amount of porn session that we were watching it. And based on that, we made a calculation. Of course, this is not correct. This is just an estimation of, of yeah. what it will be. But we found an average amount of porn watching of 69 minutes per week for all the participants. But of course, there were people who were just just watching 10 minutes and there were people who were watching 400 mm. and 500 minutes. Now, what I found really interesting and a bit scary is the percentage of people who said that they preferred or they were more aroused watching porn than they were actually having physical sex with somebody yeah so uh, we really have to understand what it shows it actually says that 65 percent of people found real sex more arousing than porn so this 35 percent takes into account the people that found real sex as uh, arousing as porn and the ones that found porn more arousing than sex and that number is about 12 percent so is there any kind of cutoff with how much porn per week is too much porn per week 
Well, I think uh, this is also a very difficult answer. We have to make sure that we understand what this study actually shows. So actually, we showed a, a negative trend line, meaning that the more you watch porn, your erectile score is going down. And your erectile score is based on a few questions, and on every question you get an answer from one till five, and then you get a certain score. But it's not that the score is going down, and it also means that your erection is going down, because scores 22, 23, 24, 25, they all mean that a person has a certain, uh, has a good erection. But once it goes below 21, then there is some erectile dysfunction. When you look at the trend line, we see that this trend line is going down, meaning that the more you watch, that the score is lower. But at the other hand, when we start analyzing and we start grouping people into certain categories about how much porn they are watching, kind of a lot of porn you have to watch before you really have a serious problem. And then we speak about 300 minutes a week. And that is maybe a lot that in people who masturbate twice daily, which is about 10% of our participants, and every time uh, they do it, they have to watch a certain amount of porn, then you easily reach these uh, 300 minutes. At the other hand, I don't think the link is in the amount of porn you consume, but it's more about what porn is doing with you, meaning kind of addiction to porn without maybe realizing that you're addicted. Because when you look at addiction scores, the correlation with that is way much stronger. And a certain person which has an addiction score which is high on our uh, question. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.